Looking for a way to keep your kids or grandkids entertained? Just tell your smart speaker to play Vision Kids Radio. Vision Kids! Problem solved. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Let's turn our attention to books and this year's shortlist for the Australian Christian Book of the Year Awards has been released. The awards recognise the best of Christian writing in Australia. The 2023 Sparklit Awards, they'll be presented at an awards night. It'll be held in Melbourne on the 31st of August. And they'll present the Australian Christian Book of the Year Award, the Australian Christian Teen Writer Award, and another one called the Young Australian Christian Writer Award. Michael Colley is National Director of Spark Lit. They're hosting the awards. He's back with us once again. Michael, a special welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. I don't know how many years we've been doing this now, Michael, but we do like to take a moment just to reflect on a short list because out of a short list, there'll be a winner for the Australian Christian Book of the Year. Uh, how do you describe overall this year's entrance? Well, it's uh, another solid year. There's uh, lots of great books. Um, there were many. There were over a hundred books entered for the award. Uh, the judges have shortlisted ten books, and it's uh, it's another strong year. It's very encouraging. It's very heartening. Now, interestingly, when we talk Christian books, uh, some people have, depending on who you are, you have a different idea what books are good and uh, what's right for your reading. Some like to read a more academic book. Others love biographies. Others love stories that are accessible, even novels. How do you describe the mix this year in the in the top ten? Well, well, sadly, there isn't fiction. Uh, I'd love a novel to win the Australian Christian Book of the Year Award, but there's no fiction shortlisted this year. Um, there is a variety. There's, there isn't a biography either, but um, the books that we do have are very helpful. Um, there's a number of very practical and helpful books, um, and uh, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's an encouraging collection. And there's a number of authors in the list that we've had on 2020 before, and I'll try and get some more of these authors uh, for uh, guest spots on 2020 where we'll talk about their books. But let's go through the list quickly, Michael. Who is on the top 10? And I know that for listeners, this is no in no particular order. It's not a countdown 10 to 1. Uh, no. But the 10 books here, uh, give us a list here of who has qualified to be on the short list. Okay, so uh, there's Behind the Tears by uh, Dr. Bruce Robinson uh, in Western Australia. There's uh, Biblical Critical Theory by Christopher Watkin. I believe you've already interviewed uh, Chris. There's uh, Disrupting Mercy by Matthew Clark. Uh, How to Find Yourself, Why Looking Inward is Not the Answer by Brian Rossner. Brian is the principal at Ridley College in Melbourne. The Future is Bivocational by Andrew Hamilton. Another book by Daniel C. Daniel C.'s uh, book, Spacemaker, was shortlisted last year, and he's got a new book, Raising Tech Healthy Humans. Then there's uh, Practicing Peace by Michael Wood. Bringing Forth Life by Jody MacGyver. Religious Freedom in a Secular Age by Michael Bird and 
Imagination in an Age of Crisis by Jason uh, Goronsi and Rod Pattenden. So there's a certain quality about these books, and uh, there might might even be some common threads, uh, common themes in the way that they're approaching faith when it comes to writing. Any any thoughts from you around things that some of those have in common? Yeah, well, the one, the one thing all the books have in common is that they're written by people who know what they're talking about. So it's uh, these people are all these people are writing. Um, from a position of strength, uh, they're writing on their specialty. So, yeah, if there's one thing they've all got in common, it's um, there's people who have... Some of these books have been decades in the making. They're, they're authors, Australian Christian writers, writing from um, writing about what they know about. And we mentioned that, you know, I've had a number of these authors on 2020, and you mentioned Christopher Watkin and his book, which is... It's got a title on it that it doesn't necessarily, you know, attract someone who's not really academically minded when he's got a title like Biblical Critical Theory. But it is just a superb volume and uh, world class on every dimension, isn't it? Yes, it's uh, it is solid. It, It is solid. It's dense, but it's not hard to read. He writes fluently and uh, it's it's not difficult reading. Uh, and I love the way he incorporates other writers and thinkers into the flow of his uh, argument. Uh, it doesn't feel forced or he's not name dropping. It's uh, There's a really lovely conversation he has with um, with other thinkers and writers, uh, not just um, contemporaries, but uh, people down through the ages. Um, and uh, biblical critical theory, it's uh, he shows, he demonstrates how the uh, how the Bible evaluates our culture. Um, so he he brings he brings our culture under the, under the criticism of the of the Bible. It's, it's fantastic. Another guest we've had on a number of times is Daniel C. You mentioned his book, Raising Tech Healthy Humans. Uh, there's a certain sense in which contemporary issues. Uh, when writers are writing about contemporary issues as he has, you know, when you talk about uh, how to reset your children's tech habits and give them a great start to life, these sorts of things are very relevant for families. Does that give it a, yeah, a bit of a boost up the, you know, up the list? Yeah, it's a very practical book. So, um, you know, do when do you let your child have a smartphone? Um, how should they use it? When? Um, children's access to the internet. Uh, it's It's... This is if you're a, um, a parent of a child or adolescent, uh, you want this book. Uh, what about devotional style uh, reflection books? Uh, you mentioned one called Practicing Peace from Michael Wood, uh, Theology, Contemplation and Action. Is there a, a big market for that sort of deeper reflection type book? Yes, there's, uh, there's a sort of a couple of books like this. I might um, group together um, Practicing Peace and also Disrupting Mercy. So Peace and Mercy are, are both words we we probably use weekly in our, uh, in our liturgy, in our worship, in our songs. Um, but often it's, uh, these are values we might hold dear and they are Christian values. But um, just to what extent our life is shaped by mercy um, or how our lives are uh, uh, shaped by peace um, is another matter. And these books uh, help us uh, put into practice what we 
what we hold as valuable as values. Uh, so it's not uh, you know peace is not just a passive thing of you know, of avoiding conflict, um, but it's uh, uh, Michael Wood's book really looks at how we how we let the, the peace of God that passes all understanding how we let that shape our lives. And likewise, Matthew Clark in uh, Disrupting Mercy, uh, mercy is not just um, isolated acts when uh, when we uh, have the opportunity to help someone or. Uh, put ourselves out uh, for someone else, but uh, you know, how do we how do we allow mercy? How do we allow the Holy Spirit to make us merciful? How do we allow mercy to shape our lives? It's a um, it's a great book, and that would be one of the more accessible ones too, because when we say some are quite heavy, uh, academic, real substance. And really, this is wonderful coming from Australian authors. Uh, but come around those ones that, you know, for ordinary readers who want to pick up a good book and at the end of it go, wow, that was just an incredible experience. Which ones do you group in that category? Oh, well, um, How to Find Yourself by Brian Rosner. Uh, this is a really practical uh, book because it just helps us resist uh, the way our society has enthroned um, uh, our personal desires as being um, our, the core of our identity, uh, and which is not the case. Um, we know that uh, we can become slaves to our desires, and as Paul writes, you know, uh, we don't actually always want what we want. You know, what we want is not necessarily uh, good for us. It's not necessarily what we really want, and it's not necessarily what God wants for us. So it's a dead end looking um, into us, in inside ourselves for our purpose and identity. So that's a pretty helpful book. Um, it helps us to resist that um, direction in which our society is uh, dragging us. Um, also, Michael Bird's book, Religious Freedom in a Secular Age, it, that's, a, that's a really... Uh, it's a pretty accessible book, um, and it just uh, helps us. Um, I, I think it helps us defend um, a position that uh, uh, that holding a holding a Christian faith is an asset to society and not uh, a weakness. So we often s- hear people in the public uh, sphere say that um, uh, that somehow there's a sort of a secular, uh, valueless, or um, uh, objective good, uh, and that this shouldn't be tainted by ideology or or faith. But in fact, you know, every every position, every ethical position reflects a, a value and an ide- ideology. So it, we need to be able to defend um, defend um, uh, holding faith and allowing that faith to shape us as persons and also um, influence the way we interact in society. So that's a um, it's not a difficult read. And so there are books there that are about the changes that are happening in society today, the perceptions we have about what's real today, uh, when you mention religious freedom in a secular age. And uh, another one that's a little bit sounds almost similar, The Future is Bivocational, which shaping Christian leaders for a post-Christian world. So there are authors in Australia who are looking ahead and saying this is what we need to do to prepare for a future. Uh, those sorts of books are pretty important, I guess, yes, in a list like yes. this. Yes, it is. Uh, so as um, Andrew Hamilton, who wrote The Future is Bivocational, right from personal experience, where uh, he always assumed that a, you know, a part-time pastor, or a pastor who wasn't 
uh, employed full-time by a church, wasn't a real pastor. Uh, but in fact, um, globally, uh, there are very few churches uh, globally uh, who can afford to employ a full-time pastor. And so it's actually, uh, it's it's common um, elsewhere for um, pastors to pastor a church and also have to um, exercise some sort of professional trade or, or do something to feed themselves. Um, that's historically been normal, um, and we're probably going to have to get used to that idea here as well. And perhaps much more common than most of us might think uh, when we see the pastor on the platform in the pulpit on a Sunday. Uh, challenging times ahead, uh, but great books are a part of this shortlist for the Australian Christian Book of the Year. And uh, we've rattled through a few titles there right now. I guess people can get a full list of those at the Sparklit website at Sparklit. That's S-P-A-R-K-L-I-T dot org. And, of course, the Sparklit Awards coming up in Melbourne on the 31st of August. That's a Thursday night. We'll look forward to hearing the winners. And also the announcement of winners for the Australian Christian Teen Writer Award and the Young Australian Christian Writer Award too. Michael Colley, thanks so much for another great update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.